The Rights of Ricky Sanchez podcast, very, very special one, brought to you by L.L. Pavorsky Jewelers, where Rights to Ricky Sanchez listeners go and get engaged in Big Barker therapeutic dog beds. Get yours at bigbarker.com slash Ricky. Big Ricky tonight. That's right. We're doing two pods in a week in August. You know that means it's really big. We will announce all of the details and the special guest for Live Ricky 4. Give out the winners of our Process Hall of Fame vote and the inductees this year. And a couple of emails, news and notes that we missed. You know, a lot of news and notes that happened in August. Um, I think that's all I got to say. Here we go. Without any further ado, Amos and the chef. We will write y'all, we will write, even when it went wrong, we will write, we was right y'all, we will write, so say the name, say the name, we will write y'all, we will write, even when it went wrong, we will write, we will write y'all, we will write, so say the name, say the name, say the name. Welcome to the Rights of Ricky Sanchez podcast. I'm Spike Eskin, along with a guy that is going back old school with a, uh, you know, the first two years of the pod, we did it on the phone, and then you had the headset mic, and now due to some technical difficulties, you're on the AirPods. It's a very 2019 version of 2015. Wow. We'll see how this sounds. It'll be fine. I'm, I'm ready. It's August, and I am at an appropriately August level of functionality <laughs> yeah um before we get to the big announcement it's been a few pods since we did the willie green apple podcast five-star review mike if uh if you would believe it we're at 2466 five-star yeah. ratings on the way to 3000 when we get to 3000 i will read all the reviews from 2000 to 3000 on one pod this one comes from falkenstein law subject line only sixers podcast Spike once yelled at me on Twitter, not really, but sorta, keep listening. Turns out it's really good. Recommended it to all my friends. Now I judge the friends who don't listen. Season ticket holder since 1996. So That is your Twitter personality, at least in the replies. Uh, yeah, well, except for the, the good replies. The bad replies are always like, shut the fuck up. That's my sure. bad it's either It's either like, thank you for the compliment, or mm -hmm. I'm really going to talk down to you. Yes. Well, you, they talk because they talk down to me first. I think. Sure. I it, think that I, I think that's kind of the natural, the natural, yeah. natural random Twitter interaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, before we before we announce the live Ricky Four details, I would just like to say publicly how hilarious it is that the Phillies hired Charlie Manuel and they have ten runs in the fourth inning. <laughs> Eleven. Bryce just went yard. Oh, really? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's the greatest. It's really good. I want. I have this on my list to talk about because I think it's really funny. And it, if the if the Sixers did something like this, brought back an old coach that like didn't win them a championship, then I think I think I'd set myself on fire. Like I I, I genuinely think I would. I mean, I guess 
Jim O'Brien was that, but to significantly less fanfare. Um, and for there to be a in the middle of the season type, uh, Charlie is the savior. I love it. I mean, why the hell? Oh not? my god, it, it's incredible. I, you know what it is? It's I was just texting with uh, Fritz, Jack Fritz, and Joe Gilio. I was like, this is Nick Foles, like last year. Yeah. Like it's yeah, it's so it's so great. It's so great. So congratulations, Phillies and Charlie. All right, live Ricky four. Um, everybody's been waiting on the details, everyone with bated breath. Live Ricky 4, as newsletter uh, subscribers know, will be Friday, September 27th. It will be at the Franklin Music Hall, which is formerly the Electric Factory, where it was last year. Uh, the site of what I believe was our greatest live performance ever. That was the Dario Elton? Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, surprise guest was, was very solid. Hopefully, we get some uh, surprises this year too. Yeah, well, we'll have to work on that. Maybe Elton get fired. Some weird controversy. We get the new GM. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I love Elton. I don't want Elton to get fired. All right. So uh, that is the former Electric Factory Seventh uh, and Willow there in Philadelphia. Um, show. I believe this Friday night. Right. Show will be at eight o'clock. We'll open the doors at six thirty. I think we haven't worked that out. Our Special guest this year at the Live Ricky is one, Mike Scott. Mike Scott, which Mike you guys probably Scott. know because it's already been announced on Twitter by the time you're listening to this. Uh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely. Um, so this will come out Thursday morning. The pod will be out at like 5 a.m. and we won't announce it on Twitter until like 8 or something. So, um, so Mike Scott will be at the uh, the Live Ricky. The official title is Live Ricky 4, cashed out. Um, uh, Mike will be there on stage with us. Uh, Mike Scott seems like a guy that is going to be pretty honest on stage and really, really, really soak it in. <laughs> yeah, I think both things are very true. I think he has one speed and one level of honesty, and I think he's certainly embraced his role as, as cult hero uh, after the cast out and then they know bitch and then the headband. It's really then the hive tattoos, obviously um, across the board. You've never seen a mid season acquisition really relish things as quickly as he, as he has. And uh, oh my God, get yes. on stage with him and see what's up. Well, you should know that uh, I already sent a text message to Brian, uh, our guy at, um, Franklin Music Hall, and we, we got to get Rich, who was our guy at uh, Underground Arts, who helped us out last year. Rich is the key to making me calm. But I texted Brian earlier today, and I was like, tattoo on stage while we do the show? Is that going to be a problem with you guys? And he was like, I think we can swing that. So <laughs> you, you getting one? No, 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 no. You're we'll have a volunteer. Guy. What's that? You're the tattoo guy. Well, I'm the tattoo guy, but I'm not getting a, like a I mean, maybe. I don't know. We'll have my guy there. I'll, I'll reach out to Tim and, and see if he'll do it. So somebody will get tattooed on stage uh, while Mike Scott is up there. So Mike Scott will be the guest. We will do the inductions for the Process Hall of Fame. We'll announce those winners in a little bit. I want to uh, say as well, it is all ages, as all of our shows are, or all except the ones at uh, Underground Art. So it's all ages. Anyone can go. Um, Mike, you'll be excited about this. 
this will be sort of like we're a late night talk show. We will have the uh, Paul Green Rock Academy band there on to like play us in between segments and stuff. Oh, that's fun. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll get somebody to sing Imagine, maybe somebody from the, uh, you know, Imagine the Process. Maybe I already asked Eliza Hardy Jones. She's on, Eliza Hardy Jones is on tour and uh, Felicia Ricci is living in Los Angeles now. So maybe we'll get one of the people from the Paul Green band. We will definitely have special guests that we're already working on. Uh, the Hall of Fame speeches. I'll obviously come up with a new poem. Mike will have some game that'll take a long time. Um, we're working on stuff for AU uh, that he won't be comfortable with that we'll make him do anyway. It's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, tickets go on sale. Uh, okay, so there will be a pre-sale. The pre-sale is Wednesday, August 21st at 10 a.m. The only way that you can get the password is by signing up for the newsletter. So go to writesrickysanchez.com slash newsletter. That's the only way you can do the pre-sale. That's Wednesday. The on-sale will be Friday, August 23rd. $29.99 for general admission, same as last year. Um, the general admission, like it's GA, but it's not standing room. It's seated like it was last year. So um, I, I think what we found last year with the seated thing is that it makes it easier for us to actually do a normal show instead of like a pep rally or something or a wrestling show. Like <laughs> when everyone's standing, we have to keep everyone chanting or they don't pay any attention. So, yeah, I don't, I don't like that. Yeah, I like the sitting. So uh, $29.99 in advance, $35 at the door. There is a VIP ticket as well, which will be $99, just like last year. VIP will get you a, a photo with Mike Scott right afterwards, ticket in the first 10 rows, some sort of commemorative item that we're working on, and uh, open bar at Franklin Music Hall. So just like last year. Um, so that's it. I'm pretty excited uh especially after last year i'm excited we finally nailed down mike scott a guy who um is really into it like he is i i feel like we need to budget more time for the player interview than we have in past years you have a lot to talk about a lot to talk yeah. about yeah and he'll talk he'll talk like that's that's the greatest part is that he will definitely talk so and who knows some, what, some surprise guests always always popping in yes so if I'm flying yeah, in for it, yeah. you guys better show up. So I'll see you there. Yeah, I the uh, I've already started the text on, on the surprise guest. We will we will definitely get at least a couple of people that are a fun surprise. So obviously the the event from this point now I will I've stressed out for the last six weeks about uh, getting Mike Scott there, and now for the next six weeks I will stress out about ticket sales and the actual show. So really exciting. Really exciting for me. So um, this is a, uh, it'll be a great event. And, and of course, we always have the doors. Oh, and we're working on a, an amazing poster. You and I were talking about that in, uh, in email with AU about the poster design. So Tanner is working on that. Um, all really, really exciting. So once again, pre-sale is Wednesday. Um, make sure you sign up for the newsletter. Um, I think that's it. Friday to September 27th, mark it down in your calendars. Going to be good. Yeah, gonna be good. Any other any other thoughts, Mike Scott, Live Ricky, anything? Say, I'm saving them, man. I'm gonna save them all. Got things to say. See yeah. You on stage. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very exciting. Very exciting. And and by the way, I think we were the first or second show after it changed to 
uh, Franklin Music Hall from Electric Factory. But I was really impressed with how nice they made it. The Electric Factory, legendary venue that I was very proud to play. It was uh, definitely a rush. To play. Um, what's that? You're we very played proud it. to play. We played it. Fuck off. We, we definitely played it. What's my you don't think we played it? I think we played it. Sure. Um, okay. Do we go right into Process Hall of Fame winners or I feel like Roy Hibbert? Been- We've been depriving the fans of our Roy Hibbert takes. So let's okay. Break it up with uh, another seven footer. Yeah. Can't help it. I think it's funny. I think it's funny. Obviously, it's good. He's an interesting guy. Seemingly, mm-hmm. like, the, I remember him, like, not fitting in with other NBA players and him just being, like, kind of like a, a little bit of like a recluse in, like, a video game type way. He always mm-hmm. seemed entertaining and like a, a, had things to say. I guess I'm surprised that he came back to to try to be a coach. But also, you, just, you don't see that many uh, tall coaches. You just don't see that many of them. Um, Pat Ewing at Georgetown is like the, and like Kevin McHale, I guess. But I'm intrigued. Uh, another big body with verticality to sort of challenge Embiid and Horford and O'Quinn, and hopefully, I mean, odds are his role will be taking like taking Jonah Bolden under his wing and like that kind of thing and seeing if he can and like Norvell Pell and seeing if he can make them into playable NBA players. So let's see what he can do. I love it. And just more, more size to leer at other, uh, other opponents. What I would say, um, and look, he seems like a, to your point, a good and interesting guy is that the position that he was hired into is, is like, I give him credit because it is sort of like low rung of the totem pole type stuff. He's not really a coach. Um, He's like that position is like almost somebody who wants to learn how to be a coach. Um, It is, it is not an intern, but it is right above that. I would say that he's probably in there. His, his role at this point, at least to start um, will definitely be observing and like helping out like with drills rebounding. and that. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, th- like y- you kid, but like definitely. And then yeah. at some point, and, and the good thing is, is like those, those jobs are not lucrative. Um, so the, the people who take them are the people who are really, really into doing it. And I think, um, I think it's, it's cool to give a guy like that the shot. And I love seeing a guy, a seven foot guy, in a suit, also sitting on a a tiny fold up chair. Hey, when when are they gonna get better chairs? They look yeah. very padded, which is good, but they are always so small. And I don't. I haven't. Is there a good reason why? Well, I mean, okay. So my first inclination is that they don't make giant fold up chairs. But then, yeah, but they I start to th- it's the NBA. They have money for it. Well, th- that's my point. Is like. If anyone has the money for it, it's a professional sports league. And what I would guess partly is that the people that are sitting behind them um, would be would be unable to see the game if they get these giant chairs. But, I, you know, it's obviously uh, Dave Silver is a fraud and 
if he, I'm, I'm glad that every team is going to have a mental health professional along with them. But if he really cared about player health and safety, he would get them some giant chairs. And it's, it's August and it's time to complain about the giant chairs, the lack of giant chairs. I'm ready for it. Well, there's sort of, there's two things to complain about. You're either online in a fight with the Mike Scott hive about how mm-hmm. long they've been fans or, <laughs> or, or you're talking about giant chairs. I think there's got to be other. a way to have like, have them be like bucket seats where their butts sort of like slide down so they don't actually block as much of the person behind them. We can yeah. figure it out. Absolutely. Uh, before we get to the Process Hall of Fame nominees, let's take a break. Talk about our sponsor, Big Barker Therapeutic Dog Beds. Um, I, another, I mentioned last time when we talked about Big Barker, there was a process adjacent person who is uh, definitely well known online who just got a Big Barker. It arrived today, so we should have that picture soon. Um, you, you remember told me who the last? La- right? What's that? You haven't told me who this is, right? No, I haven't, but um, hmm, I don't want to give a hint. I will text you who it is. Um, okay. Uh, I will text you right now. So here, wait, are you looking at your phone? Yeah. This is a great ad. I love this. Hold on. Mike, there we go. All right. Let me know if you see. Ha! Perfect. Yeah. Took care of, took care of, took care of that fella. So, um, and if you remember the last live, Ricky, we had two big Barker dog beds on the stage I say we, we have to do that again, right? Oh, yeah. That's got to be a staple. That's the best yeah. part. With yeah. someone, so, someone randomly sitting on the dog bed and somebody else getting a tattoo during the show. That feels yep. like a fun way to entertain <laughs> Mike the Scott. weird people coming. <laughs> Mike Scott's going to walk on stage, see two guys on dog bed sitting, cross-legged <laughs> on the stage, one guy getting a tattoo. Welcome, Mike. <laughs> Glad you're here. These are your fans. Uh, so Probably better we'll, we'll have online. To, and remember, if you win the, the, if you get to sit on stage, you get to take home the dog bed. So, so what, what up to the dog bed, guys? Um, if you order, look, the the Big Barker dog bed, we joke, is um, the only dog bed on the market engineered by experts to support your dog's joints. Um, so your dog is can can stay, you know, like athletic and able while they're young. Stay, you know, uh, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? What do you when you're fucking athletic and fucking able loose agile yes stay agile and energized and as they get older they're going to stay comfortable it is um you can see it go to the process pup section of rightsrickysanchez.com see the new process pups sawyer is on there sawyer's got a an interesting like look on his face like he looks british or something sawyer is two years old um he's a process pup bentley is also a new um process pup one-year-old lab who is uh, also from Providence Animal Center. Uh, Order your Big Barker dog bed at bigbarker.com slash Ricky, bigbarker.com slash Ricky. You'll get the Big Barker dog bed, but also it will come with the new Process Pup patch logo, two of them, you get two of them, and uh, and send us a picture of your dog on the bed so we can put them in the Process Pup section, right? Ricky Sanchez at gmail.com. It really is, it truly is the only legit dog bed on the market. Um, And I've said it before, it is not cheap, 
but like good beds aren't cheap and um, your dog is important to you. So it's important that your dog is comfortable. And I would rather you buy one bed over 10 years than buy four of them, four shitty beds. So the bed, I say 10 years because it is, uh, it's got a 10 year warranty. The foam on it won't flatten or they replace it for free. One year at home trial um, and is handmade in the United States of America. Bigbarker.com slash Ricky is where you get it. Big Barker dog beds. <laughs> We had a, uh, a process hall of fame vote. First we had the nominations, which happened online. And then the vote, the vote was made up of, um, of two groups. One, the listener vote, and the other one was the process hall of fame committee. The vote was evenly distributed. The first two people you vote for, voted for got votes. And then the order came, excuse me, came into play for tiebreaker purposes. Um, it was the only vote that wasn't close at all was person. Um, the Sixers moment vote was super close. Um, and the, re the, uh, Rice Ricky Sanchez moment vote was also super close. The person. I, well, I think it's, and, and for the record, this is, we're going to be nominating or, uh, inducting these people at Ricky live Four, right? Correct. Yes. Exciting. Okay. Oh, you were, just, you were just making sure. Yeah, I wanted to just specify so that people know the stakes of this thing, which are yes. massive. Yeah, I mean, I thought that, so last year we inducted Joel Embiid. I did that speech. We inducted the pick swap. You did that speech. And the Rights Ricky Sanchez, uh, Sam Hickey billboard uh, speech that was uh, done by L.L. Pavorsky and Adam Kornblau. They did a good job. <laughs> they did. I forgot, I forgot that they did it. I was like, who did that? Yeah. Oh, right. The two of them. Yeah. So that was the first class of the Process Hall of Fame. The second class of the Process Hall of Fame goes in this year. Um, again, a person, a Sixers moment, a Rice Ricky Sanchez moment. The person who will go into the Process Hall of Fame, our five nominees were uh, TJ McConnell, Robert Covington, Dario Sarge, Brett Brown, and Tony Roten. Unsurprisingly. The, yeah. The person going in to the process hall of fame this year is one tj mcconnell there you go yeah i obviously all five of these nominees are are um are like worthy and i think all five will get in um covington came in second place if you if you want to know vote uh tj first covington second brett brown third dario fourth and tony roten fifth i feel like at some point tony roten might need to just be the 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 like governor's selection that you, me, and AU just put in um, so we don't have to wait five years to put in Tony Roten. But T.J. McConnell, especially now that he's gone and that his last day in town, he came on the Ricky, which was right before the Process Hall of Fame vote, I think, yeah. um, was perfect. So Yeah, I mean, certainly we. it seemed like the system has been gamed for him to get in, but I think rightfully so. For anybody to come on the pod that many times as a professional basketball player, uh, you know, it curries favor. Yeah. And, uh, and I'll just say, and we'll, we'll talk about this in the weeks to come that, um, you know, we're, we're batting around. I was on the phone with, uh, Joe DiBiagio from fans of Philly for about 20 minutes today discussing fly the process, um, uh, 
options. And just know that if our fly the process option ends up in Indianapolis, not only has TJ been on the pod twice, but TJ will be involved if, if, if we go to Indianapolis. I can assure you of that. So the Sixers moment, the nominees were the confetti game, the time the seven, the 10 win Sixers almost beat the 73 win Warriors, the TJ McConnell game winner against the Knicks, the MCW trade and burner gate. And the winner of the Process Hall of Fame Sixers Moment category that will be inducted on September 27th at the Franklin Music Hall is Burnergate. Absolutely. Come on. It's got to be that. I'm so excited to do the speech. It's, yeah. uh, it is a seminal moment in not only Sixers history, not only basketball history, but I think just internet history. I think this is yeah. people... We'll talk about this for a long time. It's so odd for someone in public to decide that he wants to be a troll, a troll fan, for someone that is running the organization. Crazy. I don't want to. I'm doing some of the rant here, but I, I just will never be able to get over it. And so I'm very excited to induct Burnergate into the Process Hall of Fame. One of the most processed things imaginable yeah so i sent the email to you and au about who who won the vote and you immediately were like i will do the Burnergate speech and i <laughs> i think it's perfect and i i think almost is it is it possible that after the speeches we might even need like a Burnergate segment on on stage i i i I feel like a speech is almost not enough to talk about Burnergate. Do we raise a banner? It <laughs> seems like the go-to. It's either a billboard or a banner. <laughs> raise a banner for Burnergate. So anyway, the way that this uh, voting came out, and this was very close, bur- with like, let's put it this way: we were very close to a TJ sweep uh, through all the categories. So Burnergate wins. Second place was the TJ game winner. Third place was the MCW trade. Uh, Sixers almost beat the Warriors in fourth place and confetti game in fifth place. Um, oh, so now it's time game. for the rights to Ricky. Sa- I, I, I do love, I love the game. confetti game. too. I don't think it gets enough credit. Uh, yeah, I, maybe it'll get more credit after the Sixers win a championship or something. Maybe it's still too painful, I guess. That's, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not everyone who is listening, not like regular fans don't have the same sort of like <laughs> sense of humor about super painful moments that I think that we do. I, I think it's a, a thing that we have that maybe they don't. So finally, there is the rights to Ricky Sanchez moment. Um, of course, we have to have a moment about us, but it is our Hall of Fame and our live podcast. So um, a lot of things have happened. So the nominees for this were the Paul Millsap All-Star Story, the introduction of Robert Covington at the lottery party, the introduction of Tony Tony to Tony, uh, TJ double fisting beers at the live Ricky, and retweet Armageddon. The winner of the Wright Streaky Sanchez category for the 2019 Process Hall of Fame and will be inducted September 27th at the Live Ricky, which you can get tickets to next Wednesday if you're signed up for the newsletter, Friday if you're not, is Retweet Armageddon. 
it's pretty chalk, but I think it has to go in. That's something we've been building to for a long time, and it happened, and it absolutely backfired on us in a beautiful way. And uh, what's more processed than that? Yeah, you know, I was just saying that people don't have a sense of humor, but to vote for retweet Armageddon, you sort of have to you have to have a little bit of a sense of humor with how it worked out. Uh, so. A little context for people who are new. I was actually uh, texting with Zainab, who was doing some of our art for the website, and we'll do it for the show again. Um, do you think you Abby, have anything, way, uh, any interesting or inspiring ideas about Mike Scott? Yeah, <laughs> I think. Yeah, it was amazing how quickly the, the email comes back when I say that Mike Scott is part of the live pod. She's very excited. Good for her. Um, speaking of artists, we also have Abby who did our, uh, process pup t-shirt for the bark in the park 5k wants to draw something for us. So while we'll have Zainab do the art up on the screen, we got to get Abby to do something too. Um, so, but Zainab has not been a, like, she was not part of this, uh, at, she's like a newer Sixers fan. So she was not part of this for retweet Armageddon. So I, I had to like sort of give her a little bit of context. And there are a lot of people who are listening who don't know what really know what that was. So when um, I remember the first time I ever said the phrase was I was at dinner at the uh, Valley Forge Casino with my friend, Matt, and my father and Tony Bruno sat down at the table. Yeah. Was, there was a WIP event there earlier. And they started talking about Sam Hankey and I got very, very angry. And I looked at them and I said, you fucking guys, I said, one day we're going to prove you wrong and we're going to retweet all your old shit. And that's when I said retweet Armageddon. And I looked like a fucking maniac. So we talked about it for a while and then we put together, <laughs> this is one of the fucking weirdest things we ever did. We put together a group of people called the Retweet Armageddon Congress. And the Congress would vote on when retweet Armageddon would happen. And finally, the thing that got passed, um, after one thing that, uh, a vote that I raised that got shot down that I thought should have passed, that wouldn't have come to fruition anyway, that I thought should have passed. But finally, the thing that got passed was the Markel Fultz trade. The pick swap and trade. The, what's that? We can call it the pick swap trade. The pick, yes, the pick swap trade. So, um, so you know, we decide that when that becomes official, that everyone will retweet all the old takes. I do have it on good authority that while this was going on, there were beat writers of the Sixers at the Sixers facility. At that time, it was uh, PCOM, like super unhappy with what was going on. <laughs> good. <laughs> now, all of us were getting retweeted. You were, I was. I still um, have tweets up about Noah Von Ley and MCW leading the Sixers to the 2017 championship. <laughs> it so the, happened to us all. Yeah, the, so the goal was to retweet all the old tweets. It was trending. First, it was trending locally, and then we were top five trending nationally. It was fucking crazy. And the real moment, and unfortunately, he, spe he spelled Armageddon with uh, two G's instead of two D's, but... Which is uh, pretty perfect. Nothing can ever yep. be exactly right, sort of fitting with 
the fallout of retweet Armageddon. Yep. Uh, Joel Embiid retweets my father, uh, a Dario tweet, and Joel Embiid writes, Dario is never coming over, hashtag RT Armageddon. Um, It was amazing. It's still fucking... uh, You might have noticed when we made the announcement about the live Ricky earlier that our special guest was not Joel Embiid. (laughs) which still pisses me off a little bit. Um, but, but he did participate in Retweet Armageddon, which is huge. Um, so congratulations to Retweet Armageddon, something that made us look like fools, but we embrace it anyway. Uh, congratulations to TJ McConnell, Burnergate, all being inducted uh, at the Live Ricky to the Process Hall of Fame. I look forward to the speeches. How much time should I budget for your Burnergate speech? 25 hour, minutes? Hour and a half. Hour and a half. Hour and a half. Just well, a 40, whole separate show. for me and then 45 for hopefully Brian Colangelo to give his own induction, induction speech. Man. If it, so I, I, uh, I, I hinted on Twitter earlier. We are going to have a special guest on the Ricky on Saturday. Um, and I said a former member of the 76ers organization. Many people hinted that that might be Brian Colangelo. It's not Brian Colange. <laughs> uh, but that would be great if that happened one day. Um, we have a, open, a couple Brian. other let's small issues. and a couple. Let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk about what happened, Brian. We are could you imagine? You. We are ready to hear your story. Don't go to the Players' Tribune. Don't go to Woj. Come to us. Come into the lion's den. And we will treat you very fairly, probably too fairly, because we will wimp out and not ask you any difficult questions because we have, at least I have, precious little journalistic integrity. So come here, <laughs> do the thing. We'd love to have you. Walk on stage, give me a rock bottom, whatever it takes. Well, all you have to do to, um, to look at Mike's uh, journalistic integrity is like think back to Spencer Hawes or Nick Stauskas. I Those guys came on I the pod. Stauskas going overseas, <laughs> coming back in three years. Absolutely. Bank it. TJ Stauskas coming back 2022. Let's go. I'm announcing it right now. Brian Colangelo, if you come on the pod, you are, we will never criticize you again. If we are your first interview, we will never criticize you again. <laughs> come on the pod. Lay, lay uh, before yeah, we, Brian's listening to an August, a drudgery August, <laughs> writes Ricky Sanchez. Then God bless him, man. Come on. Well, he seems like the kind of person who would, though. In fairness. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, Before we get to a couple of mailbag questions and uh, one other news item I wanted to run by you, let's talk about our other sponsor for this pod, the original sponsor of the Rights Ricky Sanchez podcast, L.L. Pavorsky Jewelers. I noticed somebody asked when I said um, uh, a former member of the Sixers organization, they said Tony Roten. And I was like, we already had Tony Roten on the pod. And I, I put up the link. And at the time we had Tony Roten on the pod, the only advertiser of the Rice Ricky Sanchez podcast was L.L. Pavorsky Jewelers. Um, been back with us since we, the beginning. Back when we didn't make any money up from this, inexplicably. Yes, we just, we had L.L. Now when L.L., uh, now like, you know, LL still makes donations to the the charities, but yeah, now we have other advertisers that are or the charity is Spike and Mike, but um, LL just made the charity donations. One hundred forty 
writes, Ricky Sanchez listeners have bought engagement rings from LL Pavorsky Jewelers. Mike, here's the thing about the summer cabana sale. It ends on Thursday, today, if you're listening to this, August 15th, the last day of the summer cabana sale. Don't walk, run to LL Pavorsky Jewelers. Run, look look at the drawing with LL on the Hawaiian shirt, the cabana hat, the Mai Tai, looks like a transistor radio. Oh no, it's a diamond ring. Sorry. Um, up to up to twenty five percent off everything in the store. LL Pavorsky Jewelers. LL, of course, will be at the live Ricky in his suit. Uh, he has already asked me about the the. Uh, he's been on every uh, bus trip or every bus the process. Of course, he'll be on Fly the Process this year. One of us treats everyone with such respect and care. And we joke about LL a lot, but he genuinely, every rights Ricky Sanchez listener that walks through those doors to, to buy anything, engagement ring or whatever, he generally cares for and, uh, and really just treats absolutely like, like, like gold, Mike, like gold, get it? Uh, jeweler. Um, you walk into LL Pavorsky Jewelers, you're going to be greeted by Lee. You're not going to be hounded by pushy salespeople. Um, just Lee in there waiting to sell you some jewelry and, and engagement ring if that's what you need. Uh, he specializes in that. If you want an engagement ring, make sure you let him know before you're coming in so he can get your price range, what you want to look at, so he can have the best stuff laid out for you. I've seen what he does. You know, he has. Um, he gives you enough choices to where you feel like you have a selection, but not so many that it makes your head hurt, uh, which is good when you're buying an engagement ring. So if you uh, if you want to buy an engagement ring, give him a call, 215-627-2252, or tweet at him, at LL Pavorsky. Go to LLPavorsky.com, email him, or you can just stop in the store. What the fuck? 707 Walnut right there in Philly. And uh, for every podcast, LL makes donations to the Providence Animal Center, and coded by kids. Speaking of Providence Animal Center, Clear the Shelters is on Saturday. That is like at every shelter everywhere, um, but at Providence as well. No, um, no adoption fees. So if you want to adopt a pet, Saturday is a great day. If you don't, make sure you make a donation to make up for all of the adoption fees they're passing up on, on Saturday. So Clear the Shelters is Saturday. L.L. Pavorsky Jewelers. See you for Cabana Thanksgiving. All right. Um, one news item before a couple of emails. 538 is a website that is uh, based around statistics, and they have a, um, you know, they have uh, a projection system called Carmelo, and Carmelo also projects how players are going to be, but they also project teams, and they did the excuse me, Carmelo projections for the 2019-2020 NBA season. The two teams projected to win the most games are the Houston Rockets and Philadelphia 76ers. Interesting. Both, yes. Did you know this or is this all news to you? News. Okay. So the Sixers are projected to go 58 and 24. But here's the real, um, the real thing. And like, you know, uh, it, it makes sense because they're not in the West, too, I think. But the Sixers' chance of making the finals, number one in all of the NBA with 53% chance, the Bucks at 27%. And the chance of winning the finals, the Sixers, number one in the NBA at 25%, the Rockets at 23%, Lakers at 18 
Warriors at 10, Bucks at 10. Now, now, do you see these numbers and then and rethink my take and your derision about my take that the Sixers have a, I think you said in the next three years, I said the Sixers have a 50% chance, or would you say five or six? How many years was it? I think it was, no, it was, it was through the Ben Simmons contract. All right, so five years, and I said they have a 50% chance of winning, right? Something like that. And now this thing is saying they this, just this year have a 53% chance. Of making the that, finals. Okay, and then, you know, add it up, and that's fine. Well, it's, <laughs> it's 25% chance. Okay, Let, let's put it this way. I do not think that the... Uh, Houston Rockets have a one in four chance of winning the NBA Finals this year. I don't even think the Houston Rockets have a one in ten chance of winning the Finals this year. So, I like no, this doesn't not not mean anything. Now, what's interesting is their chance of winning the Finals must be significantly higher because they have such a high chance of making the Finals. Like, so the Rockets are a 34% chance of making the Finals and a 23% chance of winning. The Sixers are a 53% chance of making the Finals and a 25% chance of winning. So um, I'm sort of surprised that the Sixers have such a large um, advantage over the Bucks. That mm-hmm. that's the craziest thing to me. So yeah, I mean, we'll talk uh, about this as we get into our season preview. But I still remain not scared by the Bucks, and I wasn't last year, and I, I was more scared of the Raptors, if you remember. Um, mm-hmm. But Milwaukee, they lost Brogdon. Brook Lopez, a year older, coming off the best year of his career. Uh, Bledsoe, you know another disappointing playoffs from him. So Denver, I think they're a good team. I think they're a great team. But I, I think, especially as far as matchups go, the Sixers just match up really nicely with them. And uh, I would have to agree that I would give the Sixers a much better chance of, of advancing. Hmm. I don't know. I, I, so to me, the unknown is... Dip. It's just so hard to tell what the Sixers are going to look like. And I know what the Bucks look like. And I don't know that, that that makes them have a better chance, you know, like um, uh, it's just it, the Sixers are really hard for me to figure out. Like, so they had the Lakers as the third best chance of winning the championship at 18 percent, which I think is wrong. Um, the Warriors are tied for fourth with the Bucks at 10 percent. Um, and then the Clippers somehow only a 9% chance of making the finals and a 5% chance of winning the finals, and they're projected yeah, to win 40, 47 they are, they games. They are certainly light up front in a way that they don't have, like, you know, NBA finals-level front court play. I like Tre- Montrezl Harrell. I always have, ever since he was a prospect coming into Louisville, but uh, he's not an excellent defensive player, and against a lot of these teams, he's going to have to be. He's going to have to play against, you know, he's going to have to go through Anthony Davis or Jokic or Embiid or even Brook Lopez or Gobert or whatever. So um, we'll see if he can if he can hang. But they're going to, I, I think that they're still a midseason acquisition away from being the being like a fully complete team. Uh, yeah, I mean, they do have like probably the best player in the NBA 
and then Paul George and, um, you know, they, can I say something the, about that you, first? You, the, yeah. the Kawhi of it all. I, I kept saying, I've said for like years now, and then especially over the course of last season. And then into, as the playoffs went on that Kawhi was the best player in the NBA and got like a ton of shit from it, from like a lot of people. And, well, but I think you said it, it when like, it was r- just assumed well, but, that everyone agrees that he's the best player in the NBA when it was, he was still the same player he was before. He was just, but that's he not true. More mid-range jump shots in the playoffs last year to make people realize. Yeah, I, I I don't agree though. I think you said it when it wasn't true. I like I think you said it when like credit to you for for saying it for sure. But when you were saying it, LeBron was the best player in the NBA, and also uh, Kawhi's. You know. And I, th- I think we, I don't think we disagree as much as it would sound like we disagree, but I think we disagree a little bit on the importance of being able to like, uh, go get yourself a shot in a, in a difficult situation and hit it. And when Kawhi won, like even when Ka- Kawhi, when people were talking about him as the MVP, when Westbrook won, um, he was not this player then he just wasn't, or even if he was, he definitely did not show it. Like he was not in position to show it. So I think he was a different player this year than he was before. Um, I mean, he's certainly gotten better and, and improved his handle and, and got and found more spots on the court that he's able to make plays from. Um, but I've always, for me, it was always his defense, both on and off the ball and his, just intelligence level. Like it just, I, it just always seemed like he was in the right place doing the right thing at the same time at the right time. So, um, yeah, I might've jumped the gun on it, but it, I think the people just care about offense more than defense. And I think there are, there are very few like game changing defensive players that aren't a liability anywhere. Um, and for quite a be that can get your best player and also hit open shots and attack the rim and hit foul shots and, be at least a good enough passer. I mean, I, I just, I kind of just, after the first few years of his career, it just became very clear to me that he was going to be some somewhere close to this guy. Um, and I think to some extent people are kind of overrating how many just contested mid-range jumpers he hit in, in the playoffs last year. And maybe we see a regression. Um, but anyway, that's all. Well, I, I think people care about offense more than defense for two reasons. First of all, it's easier to like quantify and see, um, you know, wing, wing defense is, I, you know, is, is harder to, to really dig in and know. And I think the other thing, because like Kawhi's defensive metrics are not always like as great as you would assume that that they would, even though we know that he's great. And then the other thing is I think offense is more important than defense, unless you're a center. Um, I just think like, if you give me a, a, a one through four player um, position wise, I would rather have them be like a great defense offensive player than a great defensive player. Yeah, I disagree. Generally, I think you need more great defensive players than you need offensive players. I think you can have mm. somebody to be like, you know, fucking Trey Burke can go take over a game sometimes. But if they're a liability on the other end, then they're going to get exploited. And Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just philosophy. You obviously need both. Yeah. It's not going to say that you don't need both. All right, 
couple of uh, Lorenzo Brown mailbag questions. Um, you can send your mailbag questions to writesrickysanchez at gmail.com. This one comes from Alex. For years, we designated TJ as the one meant to slap the hardwood in the playoffs. Moving forward, in the event that the Sixers win the NBA Finals in a Game 7, should there be a Ricky-designated media member to ask Brett Joel and any other process holdovers, how does it feel to win the ultimate game? <laughs> um, a- so I think that that should happen. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Maybe it's us. Maybe it's me in the old uh, in the old 1998 recording device I bring to summer league. Um, I I do think in reading this question I thought it was who's going to be the, the who, who is the new person to stop the Harper and I think it's Zaire. That's my my opinion on it. I think he has the appropriate level of like defensive mindedness and like moxie and kind of corniness. And I think that all combines to be the guy that meets someone at half court and slaps the hardwood in a playoff game at the center. I'm going to need to see more out of him. Uh, this is this is a very important designation to me. Uh, you know, it was originally Roten and then went to TJ, and both of them felt so right. You know, it, it's your designation in that you named Roten as the guy, but then it affected me in such a way. Uh, I almost, I just want to hold it until that I know that it's right. I'm okay. fine with Zaire being the guy. I'm just not ready to name him that. Now, the thing about asking, now, if, if you don't know, the ultimate game thing is a Doug Collins reference and is in our uh, Jigsaw intro. The thing about asking how does it feel to win an ultimate game is you can get away with it. It No one will question you asking that question. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, I'd love for Derek to do it, but I don't think he will. Um, I feel like we could all tweet at Keith Pompey and get him to do it. I don't know. I don't think Kyle would do it. I think I think Kyle I don't know. Would Maybe I'll just slip it in there, Riley. I could. I could. Well, maybe we could get. Um, hmm. I mean, there's not a lot of beat writers. Maybe I'll just ask. Elliot Shore Parks to go and him to ask. I mean, he works for us. So just, I'll just, Elliot, could you cover this game? And please, if they win, ask uh, Brett how it feels to win the ultimate game. So that's power. Uh, this one comes from uh, Eric. It's sort of a relationship advice. Uh, I'm moving into, I'm moving to Syracuse with my girlfriend. What are some places I should visit? Spike. And who are some basketball players I should befriend? Mike, why don't you go first? Currently playing at Syracuse? That's, that's the question. Yeah, anybody? Yeah, I think so. Um, they have a couple of interesting prospects. I'm not, I honestly, I'm not too ready for college basketball season, but they had, I liked, uh, I still like Frank Howard. I think he's an interesting player. Um, it's tough to, to trust a guy in a Bayheim system. He's just such a fuckface. Um, they always should be better than they are. I like Elijah Hughes a lot. I'm interested in him. And, uh, and, I, and I do like legitimately uh, Mark Dolezal. Take him play. He's long. He needs to put on like 100 pounds of weight before he's even close to a professional player. But he's long and he's got good instincts and, he, and he's, uh, I, I think he's a real deal. 
Um, so I would say Dolezal is my number one intri- intriguing prospect aside from the rookies coming in, freshman. Uh, as for where to go, I graduated in 1998. I mean, I, I don't even think the places are there anymore. Dinosaur barbecue. So that's what I was going to say. Dinosaur, I don't, I don't eat meat anymore, but dinosaur barbecue is really good. I was there maybe five years ago in the one in Rochester. Um, and it was still very good. My sister goes to Syracuse now, but, um, dinosaur barbecue, it's not on campus, None of the bars that I went to are there. I don't think Varsity Pizza is even there anymore. I don't know. Why are you fucking moving to Syracuse? It's horrible. I, I, I guess I would recommend that you guys don't move to Syracuse. That would be it. Um, finally, from Matt, 14 years after he was drafted with 35th pick by the Trailblazers, 12 years after he was traded with Reggie Evans to the 76ers for Stephen Hunter and Bobby Jones, and seven years after he was traded by the Sixers for Sam Young, as far as I can tell, Ricky Sanchez's draft rights are currently held by the Miami Heat. The Sixers recently made a trade with the Miami Heat. From a purely entertainment standpoint, and keeping in, round, keeping in mind that as a second-round pick, his rights do not count against the cap, do you think the Sixers viewed those rights as a positive asset? <laughs> what is the maximum amount of cash the Sixers would have been willing to send the Heat for those rights? I say $300. <laughs> so an asset that does not count against the cap is a positive out- asset. It's basically like the lowest second round pick that you can get. Yeah, you trade 55 you, protected second kind of thing. Yeah, you, the, like one of those trades where they're giving you something, but you have to send something back. Um, do you think the Sixers viewed the rights as a positive asset? And do you think if they were offered them, they would have spent more than $300 on those rights? No, I will. This is now making me think how much money could we as a podcast raise to give to the Sixers to then try to acquire the rights to Ricky Sanchez back from Miami, just as like a, a show of good faith. Almost like a guy retiring his number before he retired, like a team retiring his number before he left. Like he, he signs a one-day contract with the Sixers, and we get him forever. That's, I think we could be that could be negotiated. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think they owe us something. They do, right? Like, um, so after all uh, we've been through. Come on. Yeah. I mean, getting the, um, what's it called? Getting the, the rights back from, uh, back from the heat for even a thousand dollars, a couple thousand dollars would be worth it to appease us. The celebration we would have. There's another guy. We have a couple of guys that we have the rights to Mitch and shit. He's never coming over. Come on. At least, at least, at least please the fan. This is the only fan servicing that I sign off on. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would love for them to get um, get him back. Get Ricky Sanchez back. We've always said that Ricky Sanchez, if you hear him on the podcast, that is the last podcast we've ever done. Bring him home. Though I did br- yeah, bring him home. All right, Live Ricky 4 uh, is, once again, September 27th uh, at the Franklin Music Hall, the former Electric Factory Eight o'clock with Mike Scott, the Process Hall of Fame inductions, the greatest show you ever saw. Uh, $29.99 tickets, $99 VIP tickets, and those have your picture with Mike Scott. Tickets in the first 10 rows, open bar, 
and um, the pre-sale is Wednesday. And the only way you get the pre-sale password and link is if you sign up for the newsletter, go to writestrickysanchez.com slash newsletter. Otherwise, the on-sale is on Friday. Very happy to do another show. Quite an honor to play that venue. Again, play it. Play the venue. Quite an honor to do a show at that venue again. So thanks again to everyone over over there um, who who allows us to play that venue. So it's really exciting. Yeah, for sure. I would just add, uh, well, de- definitely very excited for that. On a different note, um, just one of the thoughts go out to the people affected by the shooting in North Philly tonight. Um, oh, yeah. Seems like a bad situation, and obviously we're still waiting for more info to come out and stuff, but I uh, hope everybody's safe over there and, you know, I like people that will prevent gun violence like this. Fucking sucks. Yeah, the um, as of the recording now, the guy the the guy's still in the house with the gun. Um, you know, really scary. Um, six doesn't hours to, later, doesn't have to be this way. No, it's um, yeah, I like yeah. I, I don't want to do a whole gun violence thing, but it it doesn't, and it's sad, and uh, it's sad that we live like this, and it's sad that like. You know, you um, wake up every day and, and not just the, 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 I didn't want to do this, but not just the things where 20 people get shot or 10 people get shot or six people get shot, like the times when two and three people get shot um, and it happens, you know, 50 times in a day yeah, is just as, tra- yeah, just as tragic. So, um, so you know, one Don't day, like people, hopefully. Don't we- to vote, elect people who give a shit. Well, and, you know, beyond that, I, I would love if, like, we all looked at each other at some point and, and like, realized that there are some problems and issues that, that go beyond um, this or that and you or me. And there does seem like there, there should be some things that we can work together on to agree that is fucked up. And I think we can all, like, look at the situation today in the middle of a fucking neighborhood you know, like a neighborhood where people live, um, that that's happening. So that we, we should be able to, to work, um, to, to fix things like this. And it's disappointing that we can't. So, um, or disappointing that we haven't yet, I guess. Um, all right. So, uh, a special guest on Saturday, Saturday on the Ricky, get your live Ricky tickets. Uh, are you down with TTP? Yeah. You know, We will write y'all, we will write, we will write, even when it went wrong, we will write, we was right y'all, we will write, so say the name, say the name, we will write y'all, we will write, even when it went wrong, we will write, we will write, we was right y'all, we will write, we will write, even when it went wrong, we will write, 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 we will write